You are now entering the very world of Milton Jones. Good evening. I'm Milton Jones. I went to the supermarket the other day. Everyone was running around saying, Do you want some fruit and veg? Do you want some fruit and veg? Do you want some fruit? Turns out it was one of those hypermarkets. <laughs> Actually, I used to work in a supermarket. It was my job to hand out samples of things for people to taste. But I was asked to leave after the little cups of bleach incident. <laughs> Knock at the door the other day. Three Mexican peasants. Did I know anyone who could help them rid their village of bandits? I said, look, look I'm, I'm sorry. But they must have thought I said, I'm Zorro. <laughs> so here I am then, in Mexico. I'm in a town square, about to be shot for being a revolutionary. I want my last words to be profound and meaningful, not something like, oh, I feel like chicken tonight. Wego! Oh. <laughs> As the bullets speed towards me, my life begins to flash before my eyes. Here we go. Now, if I remember rightly, an angel comes to talk me through the tape of my life. I wonder what certificate it will be. You! Ah, good for all the family, then. <laughs> no, I've seen you before. Tapes of your life are very popular in the next world. My uncle bought me one for Christmas. You'll know what's coming up, then. No, I only watched ten minutes. There was far too much violence and swearing. Gets a lot better once I leave nursery. <laughs> Anyway, this time I am proud to die. I am a revolutionary, laying my life down for the people whom I serve. Really? No matter what time in history I was born, I would have been a leader. Ah, well, that's exactly one of the things I'm able to show you. My great and noble prince, during the night the enemy boarded their ships and have returned to Troy. We have won the war! Hey! Hang on. What's that? A cow, my lord. They must have left it in their haste. The men have not tasted fresh milk for months. Just wait a minute. If I'm not very much mistaken, this is what they call a Trojan cow. <laughs> and if I take my sword and rip it open thus... As you can see, they filled it full of enemy beef and intestines. <laughs> Let's see, Milton Jones, you say that you discovered revolutionary socialism very early in your life? That's right. At school, when the sewers overflowed, it was me who organised the sit-in. <laughs> what else? My brother did PPE at university. Politics, philosophy and economics? Yes, although he dropped the politics and philosophy. Apparently he just took E at university. <laughs> I've always believed that people should strive for the common good. Well, now, Mexico certainly has a fine tradition of harbouring revolutionaries. Trotsky lived here, you know. Yes, when I arrived, I was visited by the Trots. <laughs> they stayed for about a week, and they still make the occasional surprise visit. But it says you came to Mexico on a musical tour. And that's right. For a while, I was one of the greatest freestyle jazz singers in Wales. Oh, I'd love to hear some of that. Yes, my career took off when someone accidentally recorded me falling down the stairs. Soon, I was appearing all over the world. Sydney Opera House, the Colosseum in Rome, Carnegie Hall. 
In fact, anywhere with a big enough staircase. I was acclaimed as one of the greatest black and blue singers. Recording albums such as Songs for Tumbling Lovers, Bounce Along a Milton, and the classic Milton Jones Live from the Empire State Building. which literally broke the box office. So how did that get you to Mexico? I was to do a gig from the top of this huge Aztec pyramid, ending up in the town square at the bottom. But as I wandered round, I could see that the people were oppressed by a cruel and terrible dictator. Miss Gomez, take a letter. Dear Senor Juan Batutista El Ortega del Guadalajara de Hibberbon. How do you spell that? I'm not telling you. <laughs> he had a number of business interests and a gang of bandits who forced people to work in gold mining. Unless the terrible dictator informed them in writing, in which case they had to go and work in godalming. <laughs> but the mines were just a way of subduing the people. Have you heard of fool's gold? That deposit that looks like gold but isn't? Well, that's all it was. And worse than that... I discovered that the mine was full of that green, mushy stuff. Idiot silver. <laughs> anyway, in order to release the people from all this oppression, I decided to become a symbol of resistance and took up the sword of the legendary masked hero, Zorro. That's an N. <laughs> uh, that's right. In fact, I became Noro. <laughs> For the path to freedom is not wide, but narrow. Narrow? Yes, like the back streets of the shanty towns, where the people live in poverty and incessantly sing songs about the sea. <laughs> when I think back to the luxury we had in Britain, I remember once my father buying a new car that was much bigger than we needed. So what do you think of the new car, then? Wow, Dad. It's massive. I just don't think we need a car this big. If I open the door, here. Oh, my goodness! <laughs> that is one enormous glove compartment. <laughs> and look, the seats are fully adjustable. <laughs> right, let's start it up. The worst thing about it was family trips. Dad, are we there yet? No, not yet. How long is it going to take? Ah, here we are. We've reached the back seat. Now, go and play with your kids. <laughs> Darling, we must think about going to your mother soon. Well, the front of the car's already there. All we have to do is abseil down the bonnet. Dad, it's not fair. His flock of sheep are grazing on my side of the fence. Stop fighting, you two. You know, I think we're going to have to get a smaller car. Thank goodness for that. I don't know how you thought we were going to afford a car this big. No, I, I mean to run us about inside this car. <laughs> this is the life of Milton Jones' self-appointed hero to the people. So let's go back to Britain and see how you first became politically active. At first, I saw myself as a counter-revolutionary. You were against political change. No, I worked in a supermarket and I designed a revolutionary new counter. <laughs> It was able to tell whether things were alive or dead. I'm sorry, madam, but we've lost the broccoli. 
I was obsessed by supermarkets. Even in my spare time, I wrote them recruitment songs. Come on, then, let's hear one. Well, I started with Asda. A S D A. A S D A. Then there was that one that stayed open all night. Eleven. And my favourite. Sainsbury. You say you're a man of the people, yet you work for a multinational food giant. But you know, I've never seen him once. <laughs> I still don't see how you became a masked hero. For instance, where did you learn to ride a horse? I learned all I needed to know about horses in the car park, rounding up trolleys. <whistles> yeah! Yeah, boy! Uh, yeah. Jones, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but could you go and get that trolley that's out on the pub in the high street? Stolen by rustlers, eh? Leave them to me. Uh, yes. And uh, can you take this one over to the entrance? Be careful, it's got a wonky wheel. Mustang, eh? <laughs> I'll tame him. Easy, boy. No one's going to hurt you. Come here. Here, boy. Gotcha! Whoa, boy! Whoa! Yeah! Ooh, easy, boy! Whoa! Jones! Get out of the baby seat! <laughs> what are you doing? You've broken it. I like to think so, sir. <laughs> One of the day's work. I want to know how working in the supermarket made you politically active. I became involved in labour relations when I was working at the fruit and veg department. Although initially I thought I'd been asked to be an onion representative. <laughs> And you managed to whip the workers up into taking on the management. Comrades, we will fight the management. We will crush the bourgeois oppression of the working classes. We will stand shoulder to shoulder. We will be so many, and they will be so few, that most of you will be redundant. <laughs> <laughs> and then your employers sent you on a management training course. It was here that you learnt to be totally ruthless. Ah, Dennis, I've been meaning to talk to you. Yes, Mr Jones? You know that for the sake of the team, we've had to make some cuts recently. You're not? I'm afraid so. Well, I'm 50 years old, Mr Jones. When am I going to get another job? And why did you let me come out on this team-building rock-climbing exercise? I'm sorry, I'm going to have to let you go. So you were punished by being sent to work in the worst part of the company, the call centre switchboard. Yes, although I did try and give it the personal touch. Thank you for calling customer services. If you want to speak to an operator, press the star key followed by one. Hello, me again. <laughs> if you still want to speak to an operator, press the star key and two. If you want to hear about our opening times, press the hash key and three. If you want to talk about 70s cop shows, press star key and hash. <laughs> your call is currently being held in a queue. If you want to go straight to the front and you're French, just push in. <laughs> if you want to re-record your message, press one. If you want a nice gentle hobby, press flowers. 
If you know the extension number of the person you are phoning, why didn't you phone it in the first place? <laughs> so, Milton Jones, what else have you done to bring about political change? Uh, during the mid-80s, I refused to have anything to do with South African fruit. Well, so did a lot of people. Yeah, but it wasn't easy for me. At the time, I was working for a greengrocer's in Johannesburg. <laughs> and so you ended up in prison? That's right. But I don't think they found me an easy prisoner to deal with. I remember one day, I was alone in my cell, taking a shower. Yeah! What's the matter, Jones? Are you all right? Yeah, I just slipped on a bar of soap. What? But how could that happen? I mean, it's not possible. I mean, it's happened lots of times before, yes. You'd better come out of there. I don't want to get into trouble. Here's a towel. I'll be with you in a second. Help! I, I was drying my neck and my towel has caught round the light fitting. Oh, no. Come here. That's impossible. They'd never believe it. I, I mean, they will. They have. I've got to step, step outside and mind that big flight of stairs. Milton, ah, hey, hey, hey. say something. Nice tune. <laughs> goodness sake. No one in their right minds would follow you. You know, you wouldn't get this kind of behaviour from your opposite from a parallel universe. That real revolutionary Milton Smith. Buenos dias, Jones. <laughs> I've never seen this man in my life before. Be on your way. No way, Jose. See, he doesn't even know my name. <laughs> but last I get to meet that great revolutionary hero, Milton Smith. Ah, pretty senorita. And I'll bet you are a senorita. Man-eater, do you see? <laughs> well, really? <laughs> so you're down Mexico way, eh, Milton? Bringing revolution to the people. What's the plan? Plan? What are your preferred tactics? I like the orange ones. <laughs> you see? What are you, Jones? Marxist? Neo-Marxist? What are your political colours? Yellow, pink and brown. I'm a Neapolitan. <laughs> I remember once in the 60s, demonstrating against the war in Vietnam, we put flowers down the barrels of the National Guard's guns. And two months later, the war was over. Why? Because too many people were killed by high-velocity geraniums. <laughs> oh, Milton. Ah, but these days, you see, there are more and more suicide bombers. Well, more and more and less and less. <laughs> yes, well... <laughs> Whatever method you choose, don't forget the most important asset of all for a revolutionary. A beret. Oh, you do look rather dashing. And speaking of which, I must dash. Dashing, you see. <laughs> of course. <laughs> all the best, Jones. Viva la revolution. Hasta la vista, as we used to say when I worked in Asda. <laughs> well, I'll catch you later. <laughs> Nonviolence is such a brave and impressive principle. I know. Once I crashed my car into the back of Mahatma Gandhi's. I could see he was livid, but he didn't shout or swear. He just sat there. Amazing. Eventually, though, he managed to loosen the door and chase me down the street waving a car jack. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. And I was fortunate enough to babysit for the young Martin Luther King. <laughs> what is it, Martin? A dream. Yes. Go back to bed, please. But I have a dream. Back into bed now, please. Get off. Look, you can hit me all you like. I'm just going to sit here until you do what I tell you to. 
Hmm, sounds interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> I'm here in Mexico with Milton Jones witnessing the oppression of the people. So, did you learn the language? Of course. I spent several months on an intensive linguistics course. So now you speak fluent Spanish? Spanish? <laughs> then at night you became a masked swordsman. And during the day I became a busker in the town square. That's almost a good idea. There must be thousands of panpipe buskers in Mexico. No, actually they're all at shopping centres in England. <laughs> on it's coming back to me now wasn't the mask of zorro a recent film starring anthony hopkins and and catherine zeta jones who are both welsh next time they ought to set it in the rain swept valleys and call it the mac of zorro <laughs> can i help you mr and mrs price my name is zorro that's not a z that's a b <laughs> That's right, for I am Borrow. Borrow? Yes, because I want to borrow your support in freeing the Welsh people from centuries of English oppression. <laughs> As we call it in Welsh. We will gather an army of Welshmen and march from the valleys to London and demand devolution. Hmm, how long will it take? Well, I don't know, Mr. and Mrs. Price. It depends how long the struggle lasts. Uh, I, I can feel rain. Not today, thanks. Goodbye. Oh, I just can't believe those prices. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a useful phrase. So, once you were in Mexico, what effort did you make to become part of the culture? Oh, little things. You know they have the tradition of keeping a worm in a bottle of tequila... Well, I reciprocate it by bringing with me a warm can of skull with a dead wasp in it. <laughs> with the tequila, whoever drinks the last shot has to eat the worm. With mine, the last person to eat a piece of wasp had to drink the skull. You also had an attachment. Yes, a polythene hood that fitted to my cape. <laughs> no. You were in love with the daughter of your enemy, the terrible dictator. Yes, her name was Rosalina de Vasquez. Although, thanks to her father, the birth certificate said Ronsil Woodvarnish. <laughs> At first, we both tried to deny our love. In fact, to her credit, she always denied it, right to the end. <laughs> but I made sure she never saw me with my mask. Hello. Buenas noches. Indeed, the capital of Argentina. <laughs> I brought you something. What is it? Well, I was going to bring you a single rose, your name being Rose, you know. But what is this yellow stuff? Well, it was the florist's suggestion, really. She said, uh, pick a lily. <laughs> you, you, are, you are the nose flute player from the town square. How did you know? The flute's still up your nose. Rose, I must tell you, your father is a cruel dictator. <gasps> That's a falsehood. No, it's just made of polythene. No, 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 it's my father. He, he is just misunderstood. I am the one who is not what they appear to be, for my real identity is... Zorro. That's not a Z. I know, I know. Just doodling. There's a price on your head. Well, I used to work in a supermarket. If you caught me 
here with you, he'd kill us both with a single bullet. Two for the price of one. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Soon I was joined by other disgruntled citizens, and we formed a gang. It ran the only way I knew how. We all wore smart nylon uniforms, and we made a fine sight as we rode out on our trusty steeds. But although we were all masked, one by one, we began to be identified and arrested. Was there a traitor amongst us, or was I wrong to persist with the name badges? <laughs> Suddenly, one day, as I played the panpipes in the town square, I was surrounded by bandits. Milton Jones, I have a walnut for your arrest. <laughs> ah, that'll be from the terrible dictator. <laughs> How did you know I was the masked man? We didn't. We're just really fed up with your music. <laughs> now that you mention it, prepare to die slowly. Very well. I will fight you bandits in the only way I know how. All I ask is that you wait your turn. Number 76. That's me! Ah! Number 77. <laughs> ah, you cut off my arm. Sorry, did you want that sliced? <laughs> Stomach. No, it's just under. Is that all right? Yes, that's right. Number 78. Oh, dear. Spillage, Spillage R7. R7. My arm. You're not still going on about your arm, are you? Look, there are certain advantages to being... a one-armed bandit. I'm rich. How can I ever thank you, senor? Without the bandits, the terrible dictator will be powerless. You are all free. My darling Rose, let us find an express checkout somewhere, and we can become an item. No, I must stay with my people. Okay, I'll stay with you then. You're not going anywhere, Mutiny Jones. Seize him! Father! What? Leave him, Papa! You have made a fool out of me. Well, I try not to label people, but I know it's easy to have an accident with a price gun. <laughs> my last act of office has been to issue an irreversible order for your execution. squid. Father, well, we'll just have to train no one to do it. You're still going to die, Jones. Uh, surely we can come to some sort of arrangement. Everyone has their price. You're $7.99. Goodbye, Milton. Wait, Rose. Now look what you've made me say. <laughs> Milton Jones is about to die by firing squid. Okay, Jones. Any last requests before the squiddy fires? I am thinking only of the cause. Very well. What can I do to <laughs> This is the moment. Carga! Appunted! Which brings us to where we are now. Milton Jones, here is the tape of your life. I don't know. It seems strange. I've gone from child revolutionary to... Tomato? No, thanks. I'm not hungry. <laughs> Now, there's just time for me to show you some other tapes. Here are a few mishaps from some other people's lives. Right, Mr. Gibson, if you could just read these letters, starting from the top left. D-E-A-R-I-A-N. Dear Ian, excellent. H-O-W-A-R-E-T-H-E-B-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-
O-Y-S. How the boys are must be from Auntie Phyllis. Do go on. I just wish I could read these things myself. <laughs> oh, and, and here's another outtake from someone else's life. Abraham's. Abraham's. Absent. Alford. Alford. Absent. No, that's the missing persons register. <laughs> and one last outtake. Something from Belgium in 1815. Sir, the men are in position to start the great battle. Hang on. There might be one last chance. Napoleon! Napoleon! Monsieur Wellington! Let us not do this today. Think of the bloodshed and disaster that will result. Let us put away our weapons and return to our own countries. You are right, monsieur. It would be a tragic waste. Let us return to the warmth of our homes. Yes, there's nothing like an open fire. (laughs) Well, goodbye. It's been an education. I was at college with another dictator, Saddam Hussein. We were at Sussex doing chemistry and combined in humanities. <laughs> Later, I used to smuggle whiskey to him. I say smuggle because we'd never got it past British customs, so we used to have to hide it in guns and missiles. <laughs> you know, he wears a beret. That's actually because his great hero is, in fact, Frank Spencer. <laughs> he used to do this impression. He used to go, Mmm, Betty. <laughs> used to have us in stitches. If we didn't laugh. <laughs> Here we go. Up to the great checkout in the sky. Fuego! Just hold it right there a minute. Another mashed man. Who are you? I am Zorro. It is indeed a Z. And your address? <laughs> Email? Oh, I can't remember. It's slash slash something. <laughs> Okay, but alas, you are too late to save my beloved Milton. He is dead. See where he lies. Jones, I'm sorry. It's me, Smith. Oh, look at him. He looks so peaceful. And look, in his breast pocket, just a simple piece of plastic. Uh, I'm alive! The bullets must have hit my Tesco club card. <laughs> now, that's what I call a saving. You see, his life has been saved and some money has <laughs> Hang on. If this man is the real Zorro, who exactly are you, Signor Milton? Me? I am... The letter P? That's right. I am Poirot. (laughs) The famous Belgian detective. And it seems to me that there is one person responsible for all these dead bodies. Who, Senor? Him. I'm Zorro. Too late to apologize now. (laughs) Take him away. I'll get you for this, Joe. That was The Very World of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones. It also starred Alexander Armstrong and Joanna Scanlon. The show was written by Milton Jones with John Holmes and Andy Hurst, Mike Haskins, Mark Evans and James Barkman, and Tony Roach. The producer was David Tyler, and the programme was a positive production for the BBC. (laughs) 